It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stoffer. Don't I'm I'm ready. I'm a hundred percent ready for this. How as a society, nation, state, city, whichever one you want to start with, did we get here? Well, I and to answer that question, I'm gonna give you the you know the Dante Wood Spikes version. Mm-hmm. Not the CNN, not right. the Fox News, not the MSNBC. Thank you. Not the blog that's been shared that's outdated from 10 years ago that nobody sat down and tried to really figure out who wrote it, mm-hmm. opinionated Arnold or, or Bob, that's not even a part of a credible news source. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak from my perspective. Yeah. Right now, the pandemic was the first thing that, that really started and caused people to make a shift in their everyday lives. Mm-hmm. So with that shift of, of some people losing their jobs, not going to work, their routine being broken... They had to stay home and things that they probably never thought about, they had to think about. Things they never felt, they had to feel. Things they didn't do, they had time to do. And with being able to knock that time out or address certain things that you never address, once you address it, now you're like, oh man, I got more time. So with that happening in the middle of COVID taking place, another incident would a police officer took place. And I believe the reason that specific incident really caught everyone's eyes and the response that's taking place right now Mm -hmm. is taking place is because we all had no choice but to look at it, but to see it. And, you know, sometimes people are saying like, why, why would anybody get so upset about that? It only happened there. But if you, if you really break down, what's been going on and what's been said for the longest about black people in their lives and the, the, the constant deaths that take place when it comes to engagement with police officers, this is absolutely nothing new. If you go all the way back to the very beginning, when black men were brought here Mm -hmm. to America, it has been normalized to see their deaths all the time, everywhere. Everybody knows that that's not a secret in any way, shape or form. And People have been saying things, you know, like with the Black Lives Matter movement from Trayvon Martin to, to Michael Brown to 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 the women, to um, Sandra Bland, Corinne Gaines, all of these diff- different people that have lost their lives when situations like that come up. It's been talked about, but people have had the opportunity to not pay attention to it if they didn't want to. Right. But the thing about this death it was probably the slowest, most gruesome, evil-looking thing I ever seen in my life. Yeah. To, to, to sit there with your knee on somebody's neck for that long and to have your hands in your pockets and not even budging. Not, it's like not even thinking twice about this person's life. Mm-hmm. How do you even feel comfortable doing that, first of all? To me, I'm looking, I'm like, if, it's almost like when you ever, you've seen a person hunt before. And after they hunt, they take a picture with the dead animal. Yeah. I'm look. I was really looking at that like this man. It looked like he just hunted. He just hunted this man, yeah. and he's sitting there proud of what he has done. I don't know if he blacked out. I don't know if he snapped. I don't know what it was. Yeah. But I was looking at that. I was I was so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like nobody 
I want anybody that's listening to this, I just want you to take one of the most precious, valuable things you have, and I want you to put your knee on it. I bet you it'll break. You won't even do it because either the, the physical attributes of it will be broken or you're going to hurt your own knee or you may have an emotional attachment to it and you don't you feel like that might be some form of disrespect. So if anybody can understand and comprehend that, why could anybody debate what had took place with George Floyd in any way, shape or form? You know, as 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 black people in America, we are the children of slaves, people that couldn't walk on one side of the street or go to a restaurant because of their skin color. People that couldn't go to schools because of their skin color. People that couldn't go to a psychiatrist or psychologist, whoever, because their racism was stronger than their code of ethics. A person that just couldn't do anything but constantly worry about their life being taken because of where they lived. And how do you raise your children? How do you raise your children when you have to constantly pay attention to how somebody is going to treat you? I can't even love anybody around me because I'm constantly thinking about that. So now that we're here, all of those things that took place, it's all been just rising to the top. It's been yeah. boiled it's, and it's, it's boiled over when we saw that incident. That was one of the most disgusting videos that I ever seen in my life. Even police officers themselves was like that. That was sick. That was sick. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's scary. I mean, the your idea of the, the hunter. Like right. you said, have you ever seen a hunter? Actually, never have because mm-hmm. that bothers me. Right. So it's it is. It's like beyond disturbing mm-hmm. that one human can do that to another human. Right. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. And to 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 know that he has a chance right. of not being critiqued or challenged for yeah. what he's done. That goes to show where we are as a society. If somebody, even if they're in a moment not thinking twice to do that in broad daylight in front of multiple people that are saying, yo, stop. He's saying, I can't breathe. And also with the the other officers, why people are so upset is because, you know, as a community with the police, we all, the, the conversation about bad apples always comes up. Like it's one bad apple. We can't let that dictate how we see all police officers. If that's the case, you you shouldn't let what one black person does dictate how you see all black people in communities. But even with that, we're at odds because, you know, the police will say that's a bad apple or that's not a bad apple. But the ones that people are saying, yo, you need to do something with that police officer. Every you'll be surprised at how many people get behind that police officer and support them and protect their image and their name in a way where you feel hopeless. You say if we, we can't even agree with this video that we're both watching at the same time, yeah. what else can be talked about? What's the next step? Mm-hmm. How do we even come to any form of conclusion? Right. It, so this is the response yeah. of all of those things that has happened up to this point. And like I said, now that we have time. Now that the news don't have too many other things to report, ain't no sports on. We can't go certain places. 
everybody has to pay attention to that. And that's that's how we got to where we are right now with the protests in pretty much every single state globally. The fish is probably protesting too. The the cat, cats and dogs, <laughs> the clouds is protesting, and then inanimate objects is protesting. Everybody is on board, yeah. and anyone that's not on board, you have to ask yourself, why is it that so many people are on board right now, but you're not? Right. What is that? Even whichever way you fall. What is that? Yeah. Why? Do you think that's? I mean, to me, hatred is built out of fear. Right. Uh, whether that's fear of the unknown, but like when we were already, the pandemic has caused fear. We can't, we can't deny that. And mm -hmm. everybody it's caused some sort of anxiety or distress. So we're already in a state of fear. Do mm -hmm. you think that that has <clears throat> plummeted groups into feeling as strongly either direction mm -hmm. because the pushback against Black Lives Matter has been Frightening right. as well. Right. Like the, I guess the capacity of it, because mm -hmm. we were already in such a state of fear, do you think that that's contributed also? I, I believe so. Um, because, like I said, when it comes to programming, we're taught what to fear. You can take two people and have the same subject or instance that takes place and one person is like there's nothing to fear when it comes to that another person is like there is everything to fear right. when it comes to that yeah. and I think the fact that like I said nothing was much was going on so everything that we've been taught and that we felt ever since we were children up to adulthood the news station that we watch some trauma that we probably experienced as kids whatever it may be it all came out and it was directed towards this situation. Yeah. So not, not, and also the people that were fearful of never speaking up are yeah. speaking up too. So yeah. some people are getting over their fear. Some people are living in their fear. Mm -hmm. It just depends on which side that you're on. Yeah. Um, and the, 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 the fear it's, it's all about how you use that. Right. How are you going to use that fear that you're, you're overcoming or that you're living in? within this moment so I, I think fear plays a major role in why people are responding the way they're responding mm -hmm. but i think what's taking place more so than that are people that are overcoming their fears yeah. and speaking up and using their voices right. it's been amazing especially here in columbus just to see what has what has taken place mm. every day yeah uh, like of course because i'm a dork i'm just blown away by the <laughs> art downtown right how all of these places and seeing, you know, when all of they started boarding up everywhere, mm -hmm. the immediate cause was let's get people in here and make them beautiful. Right, right, and, right, and right. Show our support. Right. There are people at the state house. Right. Constantly. Right. And it has been peaceful. Mm -hmm. That you know, I think that. What do we call them? What's the term? I always call them like you get brave behind a computer, but there's somebody. Keyboard warriors. Keyboard warriors. Internet thugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of them. A lot of that. Mm -hmm. And that had been what had taken place. Because mm -hmm. I would like to think what would happen if George Floyd was murdered when a pandemic was not happening. Mm -hmm. That unfortunately, mm -hmm. I don't want to think it, but it mm -hmm. would have just gone on. What right. happened. Right. And right. everybody would have moved on. Would have to moved the on. Next little thing that happened. I, I believe so. It it would have been. 
how we had so many previous incidents that were just like that and how it seemed like as a society we just stepped over it and there was another person that experienced stepped over that to the next one but we had time for this and people responded what has been what has been a source of joy for you Mm -hmm. i guess in this time um well Make, make doing what I've always been doing and maintaining the relationships that I've had with people. I consider myself to be someone that doesn't wait for pandemics or somebody to lose their life to engage or to talk or to be present or to go somewhere. That's just how I've always I've been. And just being the same person that I've been before this has happened. But Checking in with my friends is the best thing that I could do right now because not only is it helpful to them, it's also therapeutic to me because I know people that have been protesting and fighting for justice that are no longer alive. I know their families. So sometimes when after something happens and we move on, the families don't get to move on. They have to grieve for the rest of their life. And if you were close to a person that's no longer present that was in the fight, Mm -hmm. it hurts you. And now you're like, I feel a sense of hopelessness because the person that was one of the strongest people ever that I saw and looked up to, they took their own life or they just burnt out. They're not the same. Mm -hmm. They don't care anymore. They don't. All of these feelings start to fester up inside of somebody when things like this happen. Mm -hmm. And it's important to make sure you're checking in on those people and making sure that they're okay because once you when you exert a high level of energy on anything, even if it's positive or negative, there has to be a rest period. When you're fighting justice, it's really no room to rest. Mm-hmm. But you have to remind some of those people you have to to, to rest. Mm-hmm. We we all have different tolerance levels, right. and it's like exercising or lifting weights. Yeah, when you run, you're building up endurance. But if you keep on running, you're gonna run out of air. Your heart's I don't know if your heart you don't have heart attack. You have to be able to stop, but when people feel so strongly and passionate about something and they're watching somebody lose their life in broad daylight with a knee on the back of their neck, you say, I'm going to fight until I die because that might be me next. Why Why not die fighting instead of die with a knee on my neck? But you advocate everybody needs to take rest yeah let somebody else definitely because i feel like i personally feel like we've made our point at Mm -hmm. protesting don't think it should just stop but it's well known that if we need to do that we'll do that as a community yeah but there's different ways and people are starting to take on different ways of activism and that's money um talking you know boycotting not putting your money towards things, taking your children away from certain schools or, or programs that are not on board with you obtaining justice for yourself, your future, and your community. Yeah. So, yeah. And there's so many organizations that are finally mm-hmm. speaking up. We talked yeah. a little bit about that. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> and it's um, a, w- one of the issues that a lot of people are having with that is are they only speaking up because it's convenient right now? Because they feel like, oh, we should say something so we don't lose business. So we don't lose business. Yeah. So they don't come 
at us and right. say we don't support them because like the, it was a situation with Starbucks where there's like we people can't wear anything Black Lives Matter related, but people responded and they was like, okay, you can wear Black Lives Matter stuff. But if anyone remembers, Starbucks had a, a occurrence where police was called on two black men that went there and didn't order anything. And I, I forgot how it all happened, but they went to court and Starbucks was like, oh, yeah, we're going to do some training and we're going to shut every store down one day to make sure that we talk about racial inequalities and issues and problems. But look what happened. Yeah. And that is that response genuine. Yeah, you can wear Black Lives Matter stuff after we just said 24 hours ago you can't. Is that genuine or is that just another way to pull the wool over people's eyes and say, I can maintain my business and I can get uh, people to not ostracize me and break me down and talk about our history of not ever supporting anything related to something like Black Lives Matter or civil rights in a meaningful way, not just a, a way where you make a status or you say, oh, yeah, I'm friends with this person or I'll support that mm-hmm. actually stepping forward and doing that. So that's that's something that people are trying to figure out right now. Is are all of the support that's coming out is it genuine? Yeah. Or is it bullshit? And that's, I mean, I guess the way that I see that is that that that's where it's going to be hard because it's going to take time to see that mm-hmm. change happen. Yeah. Like it's not about we at blah 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 feel mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. Great, mm-hmm. you know how to type. That's kind of where right. it feels right. like. Good for you. Right. you. You know how to put graphics on a piece of paper. Right. And say that you support this cause, but it's like, what's going to change? Right. Exactly. And that's, that I guess to me is where, I, I mean, I don't know how corporations do it. Thank mm-hmm. God, because I'm right. a corporation. But like, <laughs> right. that's where for me, if I am going to say, I support Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. I got to start, I got to start here. Right. Right. I need to read. Right. I need to talk. Right. I need to shut up. Right. And educate myself because right. I don't, I don't know. Right. I am an ignorant human being. Right. And just like you said, like with the conditioning, mm-hmm. it's, you, I don't want to think of myself racist, mm-hmm. but I have to look into everything I've ever said, mm-hmm. anything I've ever thought. Right. And question it. Right. You know what I mean? I know exactly like, what you mean. That's, personally, that's where this has brought me. And it's not comfortable and it shouldn't be. Right. <laughs> I right. Think. Right. Like if I'm like, oh, this is great. No. Right. <laughs> no, right. It's not. Right. It's right. horrible. It's, it's, it's beyond horrible. And it's not done. Right. Which is good. Right. Because I don't think that there should be a today ends the. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Right. But I mean, kind of like we talked about when we were sitting over at the table. Sorry. Sorry, cameras. I have a tendency to wave to things that you can't see. It's like on podcasts when I make noise and you don't know what I'm talking about. We're still learning this format. We get, we get right. Right. <laughs> but we were talking about train of thought gone. <laughs> we're talking yeah. about comfort and discomfort. Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, we had Chipotle. That right. Was that was good. <laughs> that, that was but, good. But just about how this is like shaking everything up. And, mm. I don't know. I, it, how much is too much, I guess? Of what? Like, of everything, of, of being the, what's the word again? The, I want to say armchair Oh, warriors. the keyboard, keyboard warriors, warriors and all of them, as far as somebody standing up and speaking out? Yeah. It's, Either for or against. I, I'll say, 
any have some context behind what you're saying. Don't just say it to say it because you're. It, I mean, most people can point out who's just talking because mm-hmm. they ain't got nothing else to do. Being on the internet and being able to type something, regardless if you're for or against something, I feel like it gives you a false sense of security and courage that you wouldn't have if you were face to face with someone. Right. So regardless of what's if you for something or against something, make sure that you're really about it because sooner or later you're going to be face to face with somebody. So if you are standing up for black lives right now and you're for the cause, you are going to see somebody that's going to ask you or check you or question if you're legitimate and you're going to have to show that. So all I can say to those people is be prepared for whatever you say, be prepared to back it up. Period. So it's, that's that, that, like, that is that. I I can't even add nothing else to it. And it goes beyond feeling Mm -hmm. at this point. Like, it can't be feeling. Right. What we feel is, like you said, what we've been conditioned to feel. Right. Good or bad. Right. Because there's a lot of good out there, too. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of people just love because that's who they are right it doesn't make any sense you right. know like right love is love is love is love right why mm-hmm. huh? i don't know it's just the way it's supposed to be right you know? right and right I, I think that there's there's so much good that is coming out of this mm-hmm. would you agree to that like i believe so because people are coming together that usually would not come together yeah. people are listening to each other that usually wouldn't listen to each other and people feel like there's nothing else to do right now, but to fight for what they believe in. Mm -hmm. So when you take a group of people that are fighting for what they believe in, something is going to happen. Something is always going to happen. People from all walks of life are coming together Mm -hmm. to address this specific situation. It's been happening, but it's been amplified because of our current state. And how people feel and what they've been through and what they saw is amplified. Mm-hmm. So I think that this 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 is just the time for people to respond mm-hmm. and to address those thoughts and feelings that they did have. Why wait any longer? Mm-hmm. And there is, like I said, we're not going back to normal. No. There is no going no. back to normal, what we consider normal to be. A new normal is on the rise. And like I said, people have to figure out what they're going to do. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be much longer. I mean, this pandemic is going to end someday. Mm-hmm. But even with that, we're not going back to normal. And never, nah. It's, the pandemic already did is damage to yeah. some people. Yeah. And now what's taking place right now with the protest, the Black Lives Matter, the police killings. Right. All of it plays a role in things about the shift as well. So I don't know what that's going to look like, but I I know it's a major shift taking place Mm -hmm. and I know people better be ready. Still scary. Yeah, scary. And beautiful, weirdly at the same time. That's what I think like about the art downtown. Mm -hmm. It's like we shouldn't be boarding everything up and shutting everything down. Right. Beautiful. Right. Sorry, I just right. No, I'm you glad good. you're socially distanced from me. <laughs> you fine. Maybe you this fine. is really why we should socially distance. You fine. Right. You're a spit <laughs> You fine. You fine. So, like, 
during the during the protest, there's been a great uh, blend of racial demographics. Yeah. Speak on that. So, when you ask that question, something I, I think back to is a while ago, uh, Nikki Nikki Giovanni was a poet, and she had came to Columbus a while ago, and she had spoke. And she, she, it was at Columbus State. Okay. And um, I was just listening to her talk and something that she said that I was like, oh, wow, I never, I never really thought about it like that. She said there's, there was some horrible things that was going on between black people and white people. But she said there was some good things happening too that helped us get to where we are right now. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't documented as much as the bad stuff. Yeah. And that we've, it's always been allies it's always been support, but not to the extent to where it has gotten right now. Mm-hmm. We're just now getting to a point where some white people are comfortable with saying, I am on board with what they're, what they're talking about. Yeah. I'm going to call it out and I'm not going to let that exist in my space. Not with my children, right. not with the person that I love. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that anymore. And it's needed mm-hmm. because... As black people, we are generationally disenfranchised, placed in poverty, excluded. All of these things that have happened to us puts us in a position where we don't have enough power, Uh money, reach, uh, control of the media. We don't have these things. Uh So we 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 can we can use it to our benefit but it at, when it when it's a back and forth somebody that does have money that does have control of the media they can control the image they can tell people what to think and what to feel and that's the part where we always have to fight as black people yeah but right now with the white people that are speaking up and not even just the white people but it's people from different countries right. Yes. That are I mean, this, is this is people from different countries yeah. are even on board with that because they experience things that are very similar. Right. And the reason they can get behind the Black Lives Matter movement is because it is a representation of so many different things that take place with anyone yeah. that has dealt with oppression. And um, the, the enslavement of black people in America is the direct thing that happened here. So if we find a way to address how black people are feeling, Mm -hmm. to address the oppression that they've dealt with for this long, we can find out how to address anything because that was direct. That was that that wasn't an accident. That was that they deliberately did that. So if we can find a way to undo all of those those things that's been woven into our society Mm -hmm. and put into our history and. If we can do that, we can figure anything out mm-hmm. when it comes to oppression. Yeah. So that's why I believe so many people of different races and cultures and religious affiliations have got on board because they understand that. Yeah. And as we're educating ourselves more and we're not allowing everyone to tell us what to think and believe, mm-hmm. we found a way to connect with each other. Yeah. And now we're pushing forward. Mm-hmm. I find too... I'm a little older than you. Um, okay, I'm old. But I find, and Ben and I have talked about this, like there is, I see it with a lot of people our old fart age, that our parents think very differently than we do. Yeah. Which, which gives me hope for our next generation. Mm-hmm. Like, 
enough of us that now have little kids, mm. they don't, they are not going to be brought up the same way that we are. And my gosh, the history book for only the year 2020 is going to be huge. Right. <laughs> but, it's going to be major. Like for them to be able to see, and you work with little kids. Mm. Like this is one hell of a generation that's right. going to come up from this. Yeah. And I pray for the better. Right. Not having seen anything before this. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. The kids that are born within the last five to ten years, this is a different world than what we were raised in, mm. which is good. Right. Right. <laughs> like, already good. Right. That, you know, and seeing all these kids at the protest. And, yeah, I mean, mm. they're there. It, they didn't take an Uber there. They're there right. with their parents. Right. But, right. Right. You know, it's it's important for these kids to see the reality of what's happening. Right. To feel that, to feel the grossness of it, mm-hmm. to ask, well, why are they, why? Right. Right. Let's figure it out. Right. Right. And, uh, I mean, again, there are so many resources to educate yourself. Right. To figure out why, why do my parents feel differently? Not, not mm-hmm. mine specifically, right. but why, oh, because mm-hmm. they're from this time period. Mm-hmm. There is not the education. There's not right. the. Right. Right. And, you know, something to point out with that is, you know, time, you know, laws change, but minds don't. They don't. Just because racism may be declared, uh, uh, you know, something that people should take much more serious, it doesn't necessarily mean that the people are going to make changes. They'll find a way to be racist in a more covert way. They can find different ways to reinvent racism. And apply it to to situate whether it be their work life, their connections and friendships that they had. They they're gonna find a way to make racism evolve. There's yeah. so many different ways that you can do that, and it's been done time and time again. Mm-hmm. Like I said that's why once once people figure out and they catch up to what ha- what it is, it takes a while for anyone to listen to people that are saying this is still racist, mm-hmm. and that's when people get angry. And upset. It's like you're not even bothering to listen. That's where I get scared, Dante. Is like these. There's some people we went to to high school with mm-hmm. <laughs> that think very differently than I do, mm-hmm. and you know, for never having chatted on social media before, became very active in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> How in the world does a mind change? Because I. That's where I start to feel. Hopeful. It's mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter what I say. You are so deeply rooted. How does that, ch- I, like for me, it changes because I, like you, have conversations with people. The more people that are in my world, the more ideas I have a chance to look at. Right. But not everybody can do that. Right. You know? I mean, there's there's going to be some people that grow up entirely white suburb, that go to entirely white college, and right. just are not involved in a place where they see Right. Or have conversations like how does a mind right. change without? So my that's personal a big question. Sorry. no, that's fine. My personal opinion is it all depends on how much you're willing to tolerate. Some people look at that and say, "I'm not even going to tolerate that or deal with it," because there's certain things people can do yeah. or say to where you're like, "Oh no, that's something that I don't allow in my space." Mm-hmm around my family, around anything that I'm doing. Yeah. That's that's not who I am as an individual, so you can keep that away from me. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody's a murderer, it's like, oh, stay back. I don't want nothing to do with you. Or, yeah. 
once you find out what that is, you can decide on your own. I'm not dealing with this. For me, I, I'm a person that pays attention and listens to everything that people are saying and doing because it kind of opens up my eyes to what to expect next. So I, any, someone like that, I would just watch them, see who, who agrees with them and take it all in and find out how I can organize and strategize around what they're saying. Because a lot, a lot of times it's nothing but regurgitated rhetoric that people constantly share amongst each other. No, a lot of people not using their own minds most of the time. So all you have to do is find out where they're getting this information from and you can find out how to combat that. Um, but I personally would say, don't, don't even, if someone's emotionally invested in something, there's very little you can do to change their mind. Some people have made their minds up and they're ready to die by certain things they believe in. And the only way things could change for them is death. There has been some cases where you met, where it's been stories where some people just straight up racist and then their kids have a, like a mixed child and they, they, they like, I don't want nothing to do with them. But later on in life, I don't know what happens, yeah. but they just break. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I can't believe that I felt the way I felt. I can't believe I said the things I said. I don't know what was wrong with me. And I never go back to that life again. So everyone's different. It be- I think when it becomes personal is when it makes a difference. Right. When anything becomes personal, right. that's when it makes a difference. Yeah. I mean, even... Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just like, if it's not at your front door, of course you don't care about it. You don't care about it at all. So I've seen some people that I I didn't think they would ever change. They've changed. There were some people that I never thought had any issues show that they did have issues. So it's, it's all about who you are as an individual. What is too much for you? And but overall, it's nothing you should tolerate or sit there and, and engage with. Yeah. Get rid of that. Right. That should not be in your life. Right. At all. It's well, I mean, even with the coronavirus. Right. All of these people say, "Well, this isn't real." Mm-hmm. But have you have you met someone who's dying from it? Right. Right. Like it, right. And I. But again, that's where it becomes personal. Is when mm-hmm. you can attach a name. Of somebody that's within your life, mm-hmm. that's where it's hard. It's like there are certain sections of people that will never be involved in these circles, whether they've chosen to keep themselves or move themselves out of right. a place where you can have lots of different thoughts and opinions. And mm-hmm. I love living in Columbus for that reason. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of diversity in all shapes, sizes, forms, cultures, race. And that's what I love about it is that my kids are going to be in a place where it's not abnormal to have lots of different colors and Mm -hmm. lots of different sexual identities in one classroom. You're like, meh. Right. Right. (laughs) To where it's it's normal now because some some people invest in opposing Mm -hmm. anything that's different than what they've been taught or their routine. And one of the biggest issues I feel that white Americans have is in some instances, they can afford to remain ignorant. They don't have to live around people that are different from them. They don't have to go to school around people that are different than them. And if they do go to a school where people are different than them, sometimes the culture 
caters to how they grew up, the politically correct way to be a college student, to, to have someone that can support you. Those are, the, society was set up by them. So whatever it is they're doing, the direction that they're going, they just have a little bit of a, a, a head start. In yeah. just in so many different situations, some situations they got a major head start. Mm -hmm. They monopolized a lot of things to where nobody else can have what they have or have support like they have support or gain finances the way they can gain finances. But it's if you can afford to remain ignorant, mm -hmm. what's the point of changing? Yeah. If I don't even have to. Do you think that's where a lot of? Yeah, that's where a lot of people are. They they don't peaceful, yeah you don't have, if I don't have to change anything why if I'm always right yeah and I have people that can back me up mm -hmm. with what I'm saying that's right if my actions are always right and justified why not why not yeah. change what what's your problem mm -hmm. all you have to do is dot 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 yeah what you don't understand is dot dot dot. I don't have to do anything if I can afford to be ignorant and there is a society that supports that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it makes sense. And it also makes me look at so many facets of my own life. Mm -hmm. And that's probably where we need to be, mm -hmm. you know, just of, of being, being cognizant and being honest with ourselves. Yeah. Like, Again, the, you know, this is this is one of those places that's uncomfortable mm -hmm. and should be. Yeah, we're not supposed to be sitting back, relaxed, like ah, we fought the good fight. Right? Nah. No. No. Nah. And, and I, I do know, and I've seen it. Of course, social media is horrifically up and down these days. But yeah. you see, when is all this going to be over? Right. And it, I mean, I kind of feel like it's. People look at the physical physical aspect mm -hmm. of what's taking place, yeah. and they feel like it's over right. when it calms down. Yeah. But any physical altercation or engagement after that, there's an emotional yeah. period. Right. There's a psychological mm -hmm. period that you have to go through. Yeah. There's a spiritual period that you have to go through. There's so many things that happens after that, mm -hmm. and that goes back to what I was saying about people that can afford to be ignorant. Yeah. All they have to think about is the fight being over with mm -hmm. after that. Right. The people that were there and present and doing the work, they, for the rest of their life, mm -hmm. they're stuck with that. Yeah. So it's, it's the fight, the way things are set up, if they don't change, there's always going to be a fight. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that fight gets silenced and it gets drained out and the voices and the people don't have much of a platform, but they always find a way to be heard. Mm -hmm. And if you keep opposing and pushing those people down, yeah. you're going to get yeah. a major response sooner or later, right. period. Yeah. That's, well, and in this time of, of kind of questioning anyway, when does this go back to normal? <laughs> it won't. No, nah, it ain't. And we got that introduction with the coronavirus. Right. Thing, yeah. Know? Ain't nothing going back to normal. It's not. It, and it can't. And it shouldn't. Mm -hmm. I mean, even something as stupid as like, we should probably be, you know, wiping down our bathrooms a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, mm -hmm. We're already learning little things that right. are going to be completely different. Right. Moving ahead. Right. And I always talk about like 9-11 and how did, did that really change anything? 
Yeah, it did. Yeah. Flight travel completely different. Mm -hmm. I mean, I it's hard to think back to what travel was like prior to 9-11. Mm -hmm. I remember my parents used to walk me to the gate if I was flying alone. Wow. Can't even do that anymore. Dang, I only flew on an airplane once my whole life, so... My dad worked for the airline industry. Oh, okay. So I only flew only once. It ain't my thing, but if I got to fly, I will, because I don't like driving places. That take too long. Where are you going to fly when you get to fly? Uh, I don't even know, because... <laughs> Like I said, I don't, it really ain't my thing, but yeah. I know I'm going to go to sleep and then have somebody wake me up okay. once we get where we're going. Cause okay. <laughs> <You're> just, <laughs> <don't worry. laughs> yeah, I, I just say it, it really ain't my do thing. You, do you have the, I know people that are afraid of flying sometimes have the notion of humans should not be that far above you. Yeah, because we higher in the sky than we are yeah. above the clouds. I'm looking at the clouds <laughs> and I'm... I'm like, oh my, I'm in the cloud. Yeah. I've been looking at them my whole life on the ground. Now I'm up here with them. Yeah. Why are we this high? Right. Is this normal? No, it's not. No. So Humans were not made to fly. It don't, I, it's not my, some people have no issue with flying. It's, I'll do it, but it is not my not thing. No, yeah. nah, it ain't. I think growing up with, because when we were kids and because we could fly for free being family of, I mean, we would fly to Dallas for dinner and then fly home. So That's we kind of grew up with it, and I got really excited. I, there was one time growing up that apparently there was really bad turbulence, and everybody on the plane is freaking out. I My don't experience that. Flying, and we're going, wee! <laughs> I think we made an entire plane of people really bad at us. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that ain't well, that is not my thing. Dying. That's not my thing at all. Uh -uh. Sorry. <laughs> Let's travel back. Right, right. So you're an advocate for the community. Always have been. You mm -hmm. you are a conversation starter. You're I like to think of you as a people mover. <laughs> okay. I'll take that. Um and how like where do you stand on the community and police relationship? Right now. So probably more so for Columbus because that's where we are. But so in general. and just in general for me, I, I the, the way so some people know me as a a person that is for community and police relations. Yeah, I've been um, I've been on the news for it. Mm -hmm. I've I've written blogs about it. Yeah, I've gotten interviews because of mm -hmm. it. And my my the way the way that got started was. I remember there was an incident at a church that I was working at mm -hmm. and it was like a, a after school camp. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a whole bunch of kids, some younger kids, some older kids. And there was an altercation that took place with one of the teenage boys and one of the workers at the church. And when we got outside, somebody called the police mm -hmm. and it was about. It was like two police cars and a police truck out there and. My immediate response was like, all right, Dante, you, you see where this is about to go? Mm -hmm. How can I keep the 30 kids in this church safe? How can I keep yeah. this young man safe? How can I keep the people that I work with safe? And I'm looking at the police. I'm like, oh, they ready to, mm -hmm. to respond to what's taking place. And the first thing that came to my mind is like, you know what, Dante? Say something to the police. Just mm -hmm. calm them down. So I, 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 my first thought, just go over to the police and tell them, look, I got this. Mm -hmm. Let me go talk mm -hmm. 
to the to the to the young man. And I went over to the young man and I told him, I, I, I have your back. What I need you to do is go home right now and I will come down to your house and talk to you once I sort everything out because you cannot win this battle right here. I will talk to you and we will figure out what we can do afterwards. Yeah. And I was able to get him home, talk to the people that I worked with, talk to the police keep all of the young kids safe and after that moment i said i i think well i just experienced something i have to dig deeper into how can i continuously protect my community and and get everybody home safe before something major t- happens before somebody dies so i continued to dig into that and it got to a point where police officers in the neighborhood would call me and before you know like right. people call the police police yeah. would call me or ask me like yo dante something's going on mm-hmm. and i'd be like you know what y'all cool y'all stay where y'all at i'll go check that out mm-hmm. so like kind of being a, a liaison yeah. and letting people know like look the police gonna come over here right. whatever y'all doing or what's going on shut that down mm-hmm. let that go i don't know what it is but chill and for me, like I said, it's it's a lot of people that may not really approve of that. But when you are by yourself in your community, the people that you work with, you're going to do what you have to t- do to survive. Right. And I can't protect people 24 hours throughout the day. Mm-hmm. When I was there, I could. But I'm thinking, how can I leave a long lasting impression yeah. on the police and the community where they both trust me? And if they see each other when I'm not around they can at least be like, well, you know, we we both know Dante. Dante, that's some that's one of the cops that Dante knows. The cops like, well, that's one of the guys that Dante knows and one of the boys that he mentors. So when people are familiar with each other, there's just a, a sense of understanding and respect that exists to where if there is an engagement or altercation, you may handle it a little bit differently. And for me, like I said, for my community, where I was at, where I was working, the kids I was with, I was able to establish that. Mm-hmm. But I do know that just because I've been I was able to do that in my community, that's not what is happening everywhere else. Right. Cuz I was able to do that in one particular area in Columbus, mm-hmm. not on the west side, not on the north side, not on the south side. But you were- my my yeah. my immediate right. in my face where I was at yeah. community. I was able to do that. So I'm I'm that that that's what it's always going to be for me. That's that's what I am. And that's why I believe so many people, activists, police officers, pastors, white people, black people, cats, dogs, and fish, everybody can look at Dante and say, well, he's pretty consistent in what he talks about and what he, what he does. And I stay in my lane and I don't force nobody to do anything they don't want to do. I, I understand some people ain't comfortable with the police. You ain't got to be comfortable. Right. But for me, like I said, my community, I'm going to try and find a way to advocate for peace right there then and there in that moment and even when I'm not present because I I can't save everybody all day every day but I can I can sacrifice myself and say I'm going to try and bridge some type of gap and make things work to where no one has to be concerned or or think too deeply about that Mm -hmm. and I, like I said, for what I've done in in where I was at, cool. I'm good with that. But I recognize that my experience is not everybody else's experience. 
So I, I or any other person or like the police officers that I know, we can't use what happened with us for different situations. Mm -hmm. You can't, I can't use the, my friend police officer. Be like, well, look at this police officer. This police officer ain't that police officer. Yeah. Nobody can use the police can't use me. Be like, well, Dante, well, Dante ain't them. Mm -hmm. Somebody else probably had a, a major, serious, horrible experience with the multiple police officers. Mm -hmm. And that's where they're coming from. But the, the fact that I, I'm the type of person that will address something, look you in the face and talk to you, I, I took the initiative to do that. I'm hoping that other people can do that too. If that's not their way, that's fine. That's my way though. That's how I that's how I operate. I'm hoping that the police can do that as well. Yeah. To 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 go places where people tell them not to go, places they uncomfortable. Go there and learn something. Mm -hmm. How do if people got something negative to say, all right, but if that's where you are, you have to engage. You Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. No, and that's what, I know there's been a lot of time. Because <laughs> I, I, I was about to go for another 30 minutes, but yeah. I, I was like, yeah. I can't, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I can't sit on this. Yeah. <laughs> Just to bring it to my <laughs> We're still learning this format. <laughs> We're going to get there. <laughs> I digress. Yeah. The, there's been a lot of talk of social more social workers mm -hmm. um especially because they have the training not to not to like break things up but mm -hmm. to to be the diffuser kind of like what you did i mean mm -hmm. do you where do you sit on that um i feel that that's legitimate that's something that should happen yeah. because A lot of times you hear police officers share how hard their job is. And usually they'll say, I'm not just a police officer. I have to be a social worker. Yeah. Counselor. I got to be a counselor. I got to be a parent. Uh -huh. I got to be all of these things. But if we had more social workers and more counselors and more parents with support mm -hmm. and funding right. and placed in those environments... Yeah the police wouldn't have to do all of those things. And that 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 gets into the, the conversation that a lot of people are happen, having right now about defunding the police. And some people are, are thinking, like, oh, it's just taking all their money. It's not just taking their money away. It's taking that money and reallocating it in different areas. Right. And yeah. the, the police take a huge chunk of the money. And I, I just think to myself, like, wow, how why is it? Because I have watched the... Um, the the superintendent of Columbus City Schools. I, I work for Columbus City mm -hmm. Schools, so I watched the superintendent uh, on a panel, and she like basically almost was begging, saying we need more money for the school. Why is the superintendent begging for money for the school for the children and that live in poverty? Right. We know we've known this for years. Mm -hmm. How is it that we've haven't taken? The money that we have and placed it into the schools to support them much more because, yeah, why it's like police officers have what they need to be police officers. They don't it, like the teachers don't have what they need to be teachers because they don't say like, please, well, you a police officer now, but you got to go buy your own vest. Mm -hmm. But teachers got to buy their own supplies. And it's like depending on the poor parents too to support the classroom and and buy things and help out, 
in a way where they may not always be able to, to where people got to come and do book bag drives and, and, and give pencils and do all of this stuff all the time. But it's, it's kind of hurtful because you are in this environment where everybody has this conversation about the kids and what they go through, but nobody ever shows up. Right. How, to to tell the kid you can be anything you want to be not when they live in this environment mm-hmm. not when they live like you tell you follow your dreams they live a, a, a nightmare a real life nightmare and one of the simple things first steps that can take place to assist those children in that environment is for more money to go into the school mm-hmm. simple as that yeah. we can hire more we can have more support. We can have more psychologists. We can have more social workers that can address those situations. I can't tell you how many times police came to the school themselves because of a situation and they looked at the, the teacher or the principal. They was like, uh-uh. Yeah. I ain't got nothing to do with this. Field. Yeah, it caused safety and security because I'm not touching this. Right. So they, they themselves understand that when it comes to being present in school or any instances or altercations, they don't always have to be there. This would actually be helpful for them and make their job easier. Right. Like it literally would. Mm-hmm. It would be something that you wouldn't have to worry about. And then you wouldn't have people that, that talk down mm-hmm. on those communities and those people and those kids and those schools. If you really believe that that's how you feel and you're not doing anything to change it, you're not supporting it. Then that's what you want. Mm-hmm. You want it to be that way. You're not looking for any change to take place. If yeah. you have, if you're cognizant enough to talk about what's going on in that environment, and you do nothing about it. You're supporting yeah. it. So, first things first is I am I, I definitely believe that defunding the police and taking some of that money and putting it towards the school and other things that we need money for can help and make their job easier. Period. It's yeah. like it's really a no brainer. Well, I mean, you talk about the the burnout with the job Mm -hmm. that can contribute to a number of problems Mm -hmm. where some of this stuff might be stemming from, right? You know, and that's that's a mental health issue, but Mm -hmm. right, (laughs) yeah, right. Um, Wow, we could go on for like hours. I don't even I don't even know what time it is. (laughs) We. We have so much work to do yeah. as a society and as a nation. And I think what's what our typical human response is, is, well, I'm going to work for now, but you know, maybe it'll get better. Mm-hmm. That I, I fear that a lot of what's happening now uh, starts declining. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. well, I posted this today, but right. I'm kind of more interested in catching up on Shit's Creek today. Right, you know, like right. just the uh, the momentum not falling. Like what do you what do you suggest that we that are standing behind this continue to do so that the momentum doesn't fall? Mm-hmm. Cause like you said, I mean not everybody's going out to the protests. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Right. Not everybody is funding or donating because mm-hmm. they can't. Right. That's fine. Right. But like how do we individually how do you recommend like keeping the momentum going and continuing conversations or starting new conversations yeah well i i I believe right now the way things are happening 
it's going to happen automatically. But for anyone that is interested in trying to find multiple ways to engage or to be supportive is to observe, figure out where you're most helpful and capable of responding to a situation or supporting. Because if you try to support in a way that's not genuine and it's not coming from your heart, you may be exploiting somebody thinking you're doing a good thing, but it turns into exploitation because some people feel like all you got to do is donate. Oh, just throw some money at it. That can easily turn into a form of exploitation as time goes on, it gets watered down and it just becomes something that people can do. And then they have this self-serving feeling where, oh, I donated to the foundation. Yeah. Yeah, the foundation. Look, they took a picture with a little little black kid. Of course, they're doing great things. There's so much more to do than that. It can be someone that, you know, a friend. If they need some type of support and supporting it's it active. Another way to be active is to support somebody that, you know, the person in your face. You don't have to find somebody that's in the, the worst conditions. Right. And sometimes those people that are in front of your face are in the worst conditions, but they don't always share that. The stuff that they're going through, the things that they're feeling. If you can support somebody, that is also another form of activism because you are being active. Because a lot of the, the they are parents. Mm -hmm. They have jobs. They have so many roles that they're attempting to fill. And then they're dealing with dealing with taking place in society too. That's a lot on somebody's plate. So you can't be fearful of being present with that person. If you find out who that person is, don't be fearful of being by their side and being present because that's when people are complacent yeah. with what's taking place. Right. So you know somebody's in pain, you know they're hurting, you know they need some type of support, be there for them. Because we wait, usually I was talking to a friend of mine, I'm like, man, sometimes we do wait until somebody loses their life to jump into a and, and help and do do things in their name or check on their family. Usually when somebody gets killed, a college steps up and be like, you can come to our school. We pay for your yeah. school for free. Why don't you do that in the first place? Right. Why, why, why my dad, why my dad got to get killed yeah. for me to have a, a education for me to go to college? Why does it have to be that? So there's so many ways people can be active in a person's life. That's beyond the protests. I said that's yeah. that's that's a vital part, but I think we've made it very clear that if we have to protest, we will and you gonna see us. But there's so many other things that people can check themselves on too, about uh, you know, being angry and upset in comments that they make. And like I said latent um racism, mm -hmm. covert racism, yeah. Not understanding our historical context and how certain things play a role in racism. Mm -hmm. Educate yourself in those areas so you can recognize if you're contributing to it or not. There's so many lectures and videos mm -hmm. and books that you can read. And it's all out there. And it's all <laughs> it's out easy, there, but that fine. being able to being able to recognize if something is said yeah. that applies to you, that is not where you shut down. That's not where you quit. That's not where you stop. That's where you say, okay, I recognize that now. Let's dig deeper and address why that is. Why am I able to check every single box off? Yeah. Why? And once you figure out the answer to that, 
that's when I believe anybody that wants to support or a white ally, whoever it may be, should get involved because your involvement can turn into exploitation. Right. It could turn into uh, de derailing mm -hmm. the movement yeah. and making it more about your allyship than the actual movement. I personally believe a lot of people are present because they dislike Donald Trump. I don't think a lot of people really care that much. But if anything that opposes what Donald Trump said, they'd be present for that because they want to prove him wrong because he's a dumbass. Because yeah. you a dumbass. You a dumbass. Yeah. But do you actually do you care yeah. and believe and understand and educated on this specific situation yeah. that you're present with within the moment? Because if you're present and then you leave, you've altered this whole movement and put your stamp on it. And you've taken away from the momentum that the people have created in a way that they probably never have before, mm -hmm. all on their own. Yeah. But when it comes to, like I said, the media and the people in control, they can take whatever mm -hmm. and they can create their own narrative and story with it. So when the narrative and story has shifted and the people that have been there from the very beginning don't have the same amount of money and, right. and media control to yeah. combat that, now everything goes back to the way it was and that's not beneficial for the people that have been fighting right and that's not changed nah it's not changed. nah not at all i love this <laughs> <laughs> i like how dante understands me well enough to know that she's gonna go back into dorkism yeah i know that i know you it's do. cool <laughs> it's cool i i'm so thankful for literally getting up every day and seeing something that you have posted as silly as that sounds like, <laughs> right it's not no because from the from the minute i met you it's like first off why are we not met before right but you and i are similar in that i want to hear your story yeah. give me a piece of you yeah. make it real i don't care if it's not pretty right i just give me something let me understand you right and i think i mean that's why you and i have connected from the beginning yeah again like we talked about yours are deeper and mine are usually like what song was in your head when you woke up today? <laughs> right but right. it's a way of I, I think you've always wanted to connect people right <laughs> like, right that's my thing you were almost prepared to be doing more because right. you've been doing this the advocacy mm. and let me take you from a and let me take you from b right hey meet each other yeah Listen. Yeah, that, that's important. That's important. Like I said, sometimes there's things that people really shouldn't even have to talk about, and if they don't want to, that's fine. But you know, I, I don't, I don't feel like you know. Some people are like, man, I, I wanted to respond, but I couldn't, and I'm like, that's fine because I know you thought about it. Yeah. And I, that's really what I want. I want people to think mm -hmm. about how they feel, what they're going through, how they can apply this question to their life and their experiences, and think beyond that moment mm -hmm. you know what comes next after i i after i've, I've experienced this like yeah. the last question i asked like what is self-love mm -hmm. because self-love is something that people talk about and advocate for this is what you should do this is when you should do it but do we have different definitions of what that is yeah. can that definition be destructive to a person that may have experienced something completely different than you and your perceived definition so you have to listen to what other people are saying and take in bits and pieces of information and say, okay, this is what works for me. And it's like the questions, they ain't no test. 
you know, it's, it's not a test or anything like right. that or trying or to measure your, your intellectual yeah. knowledge. Do you, do you get this? No. What do you feel? Why do you feel that way? Has that helped you with your life? Are you responding like that because somebody told you to? Or is that really what you think? And I think that that's, I don't know if it does the same for you, but seeing those answers, it doesn't necessarily, when I ask Mm -hmm. even what song did you wake up with in your head, it doesn't change my life per se, but it gives people a place to share something. We don't get that very much. Yeah, that's, we we have so many titles and and obligations Mm -hmm. put on us from the moment we wake up all the way to the moment we go to sleep. And we don't have time with ourselves yeah. to ask ourselves a question and actually answer it. Mm-hmm. You know, how do I feel? Yeah. I've been in pain. I've been feeling this pain in my leg a lot, but I've been ignoring it because I got to go to work. Mm-hmm. I got to take care of my kids. Right. But later on in life, as time goes on, you recognize that <laughs> your leg is in a serious condition and you've avoided it this whole time. So that same thing when it comes to our minds and what we're feeling, we put off our feelings and our thoughts and our experiences and our traumas because we have to show up in a world that doesn't give us time to show up for ourselves. So that's just a moment for us to really think about what's taking place in our minds and in our lives and say, I I have the floor. This this is what I think. This is what I feel. And it's, it's not a debate. You know, it's not even about proving yourself. It's about showing yourself. Mm -hmm. What is your perspective? What's on your heart? Mm -hmm. What makes sense to you? Why did you do this? Mm -hmm. And usually what happens is people that don't know each other will say, oh, you two, two, I went through the same exact thing as you, or I felt what you felt, or I never thought about it like that. That's We need more spaces like that Mm -hmm. at work. At our, at our jobs, at church, because all these places require us to, to, to wear certain clothes, to talk a certain way, to say certain things, to be here at this time and leave at this time. Mm-hmm. We don't have a space where people can dive into themselves and be who they are. Mm-hmm. That's not good because that weighs on a person's conscious and their spirit and their, their feelings and their emotions. And then you, and you, you're a person that you don't even know you don't even know who you are because you've given so much of this person to everybody else. When it's time to be yourself, it don't even feel good. Mm-hmm. So, so I just, yeah, it's like, I don't, being vulnerable with you yeah. is not good. Vulnerable with other people is cool, right. but vulnerable with yourself. Oh no. Uh, I actually got to think about how I feel. Oh no, no. I don't want to <laughs> think good. about that. Thank you. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I want people to have that moment to be vulnerable with themselves and other people. And the simplest way to get that to happen is to ask somebody a question and really be curious about what their answer is. Yeah. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, where can people find you, hear you, see you, hang out? With, I mean, we can't really hang out. Much. Right. Not right now. Hashtag coronavirus. Right. But. Right. Um, so... <laughs> I'm all if you want to see me and what I'm doing Facebook is my main usage of social media that's D-O-N-T-E 
W O O D S dash S P I K E S Dante Woods Spikes. You can join in on the conversations that I always have on my page. But um, if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, that's Dante's Eyes, D O N T E S E Y E S, Dante's Eyes. Um, and I also have a website too where you can be kept up with things that I'm doing if you want to come to an event or a conference that I'm speaking at. That's www.dantewoods spikes.com. I want an event and a conference so bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. That's all I'm asking to be done is Corona. But right. Also wearing my mask and my Yeah. It's I, so I, I got a couple of things coming up. Um, yeah. a lot of virtual things coming up. Yeah. So That's good. definitely be on the, on the lookout for that. Connecting with artists, um, other people that have Arts given are alive. Right. It's it's on it's on point now. Yeah. It's on point. Really cool. Yeah, they they active. <laughs> There's been some really amazing things that happened. Yeah. And people doing new stuff. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, finding new ways to exist within a time frame where we can't do what we normally do and be present like we're normally present people are becoming more creative with mm-hmm. how they sell their art how they produce their art yeah. how they engage with people i think this has taught a lot of people social media marketing yeah. because they can't be present with people right. so they picked up a new skill that they probably don't even know they have right now yeah so that's that's a good thing too we as actors have learned a little more about film acting yeah maybe more than we wanted to know. <laughs> you know, it's all part of the shenanigans <laughs> that's going on in the world, you know? It is. Yeah. You know, it's just like weaving that yarn through everything. I mean, it's just right. it's incredible. Exactly. Dante, you're the best. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. We obviously are in a brand new format. We're really excited to try this. So mm-hmm. um, follow Speak Easily on... <laughs> can you put that in the outtakes like no, like when you're doing a promotional video like that's going in <laughs> do you think that ben would ever cut something dumb that i said no it would be prominently featured at the top uh if, if it makes you feel better it's mostly ladies <laughs> fair thank you for joining us right. on another installment of speak easily with krista stone yeah. there's a thing this is it's weird then I have, never mind. Um, so follow us on Facebook under Speak Easily with Chris Stoffer. Uh, Instagram, I think Speak Easily Podcast. Are we on that? I should know this by now. I run the page. It's really smart. We're on somewhere. Just look it up. But uh, follow us on SoundCloud, on iTunes. Be good to one another. Be safe. Take the time you need to do what you need to do for you. Okay. And watch out for those bath salt zombies. Boxland Media. Think big.